Welcome to Online Marketing Stuff You Need to Know with Jono. Are you a small business owner that wants to grow your business with online marketing? If so, you're going to want to listen to what Jono Long has to say about the latest trends in online marketing for small businesses. Here's your host, Jono Long. 2022, uh, gosh, it is so weird to say that, that um, we are almost in the year 2022, and uh, it is almost Christmas time, and that is just crazy to me. Um, but hopefully, hopefully you are starting to think about your plan for next year. Obviously, you kind of are if you're here, and it's going to be here before you know it. So today we're going to do we're going to do a few things, and I want to make this as engaging as possible. And so it's a lot more fun. Uh, if you guys, if you guys engage and if you guys, um, if you guys talk a little bit, answer, answer questions and all that good stuff. Um, and so let's kind of pretend you can, you don't want to sound, I don't want to sound like a teacher, but you'll get as much out of this as you put into it. We're going to do some exercises, going to have you really think through some numbers and put some things uh, on paper and and think uh, think out and make some goals, make some plans. We're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about some strategies and give you some of that nerd talk, a little bit of that nerd talk, uh, and, and and those SEO things and and ad things. But um, if you're anything like me, you get going and things are crazy and things are super busy, and um, you end up working kind of in your business, just trying to keep your head above water, and you don't really spend a whole lot of time. Uh, working on your business, and so today, uh, it's hopefully you can tune out and um, close out the Facebook tab on your computer, or uh, close out whatever it is, QuickBooks, whatever it is you've got there in front of you that may be distracting you, and really um, just kind of be here with us and uh, participate and and think through this with us because I, I want you to leave not having just heard me talk for a little while, but actually with some things, and, and we've got a workbook that you can go download. Uh, we'll drop the link, uh, Alex will drop the link in chat there for us in a few minutes. And we've got a worksheet, uh, that's uh, a spreadsheet that you guys could use to, to, to put down some numbers and really think through what it is that you want to accomplish in 2022, all right? And so, Let's see here. Can we go ahead, Alex? Can you drop that? Uh, can you drop that workbook in the chat there for everybody, and you guys can go. Uh, you guys can go grab that. And so, what we're going to cover today, like I said, we're going to set goals for 2022 and talk about how many leads or how many how many phone calls do you need to get to really hit your target? How many phone calls do you need to get? How many leads? And and then. We're going to hit three fundamentals of marketing success, which um, we'll explain in just a little bit. I want to talk for a few minutes about how to optimize your website for conversion in 2022 and beyond. Uh, there are things, and, and you guys, if you care about your website, I know a lot of you guys, I, I recognize a lot of your names, and I know you're engaged with your website, and, and you try to keep up with what's going on in the website world. And uh, maybe you've given up and you're like, okay, gosh, it just changes so flipping much. I can't keep up with it. Uh, but we, we all agree that Google is constantly changing things and they make, 
um, probably about 300 changes to the algorithm every year. And, and so unless you're just buried in that all the time, it's hard to really know uh, what's changing. And so, for instance, some of the things that they changed uh, this, this past year, um, the, these core vitals that they're really looking at how fast your website loads and they want it loading on a phone in under a second. They want all the pictures and everything there. And so if you've got a really slow website and it's not loading, well, that is killing you online. And that is all tied together. You wonder why maybe you're not showing up in the maps. Um, you're wondering why you're, you're, you're Googling yourself in the maps and you're like, man, I'm not showing up. Well, it could be because your website's super slow and Google knows that they don't want to be sending people over to a website that's moving really slow. And so we're going to talk about optimizing uh, your website. We're also going to talk about the big picture of all the online marketing channels that you should be tapping into to maximize your lead flow online, because there's a lot of there's a lot of channels and depending on your industry or depending on your niche, depending on uh, what what you work in, what you do. Uh, there are some different channels that you need to be going after. Some of you may be eligible for Google local service ads uh, and you don't know it. You could use those to fill in the gaps. And uh, I know I know some people doing that really effectively. Uh, they're turning on those local service ads when they need to phone the ring a little bit, the phone to ring a little bit more. And then they're they're turning that off when when things are are where they need to be. Also going to talk about some some of the latest trends that you need to focus on. And then when you leave here, we will have hopefully developed, if, if you put in the work, if you take some time and um, write some of this stuff down and, and really, really think through this, develop a custom action plan based on uh, where you are now and, and what you need uh, to do now. All right. So now if you stay till the end, if you stay till the end, we do have a, a little a bonus uh, for you. Uh, we've got uh, a checklist for you that we're going to give you a link to, and we're going to give you the, this, um, what we call kind of the online domination um, blueprint. And it gives you a layout, kind of a, a blueprint of all of the those channels that I just talked about that you really need to be thinking through and, and going after and kind of what order and priority and, and how you can use those. So question. And you can throw this in, in the chat. Um, what is the hardest part about marketing your business online? Yeah, Ashley said the, the whole trying to stay afloat, keep your head above water uh, resonates, uh, resonates with her. So uh, yeah, anybody else feeling like that where it's just this marketing world is just feels like chaos? Uh, maybe maybe throw the word me in the chat if you're feeling like marketing is chaos and it's just hard to keep up and you don't really know what's going on. And then throw in the chat, what, what's the, the hardest part about marketing your business online? Yeah, time. Um, taking the time, putting time into it because uh, you guys are business owners and you've only got a certain amount of time and... Um, if you're like anyone else, you're probably, there's a really good chance that you're having trouble finding good help. Uh, I don't know if anybody else is struggling with that, um, but if you're having trouble finding good help and you're having to wear more hats than you had to wear a couple of years ago, and so now you're, you've got multiple plates spinning and you're having to decide how much time am I going to allot to marketing, how much time am I going to allot to returning phone calls, how much time am I going to allot to emails and meetings and, and actually doing the work. 
Um, I get that. So I, I, I totally, I totally uh, feel you there. I get in those spots where I just have call after call with client after client. We're talking about strategy, which we need to do, but then it's like, there's gotta be a time there. There has to be some time to actually do search engine optimization for my clients or, or, you know, I can, uh, you know, they're, they're not going to be clients for very long if I don't do the work. Uh, but, but I've also got to have all these other meetings and stuff. So, so it's tough. So yeah, so we're seeing time in there a lot. Um, I see a couple of measuring the return on the investment, tracking the return on the investment. So yeah, uh, that's good. And that's where keeping these, uh, and we're going to talk about those uh, in just a little bit, the KPIs, the key performance indicators, and really how to know if this marketing money that we're spending, if it's, if it's, actually, um, if it's actually paying off. And so, uh, yeah, the, the hardest part about marketing online is developing a market, marketing plan that uh, applies uh, the strategy to reach the goals. Um, that's from Trisha. Hey, Trisha. And um, Jason said the return on the investment. So we see the return on the investment and, and knowing that we're targeting uh, the right people, the, the right demographics. And, and because, yeah, depending on your industry and where you are, you've got, I mean, you're going after a different group of people. And so, um, your, your niche may be pretty specific and, and there may be, you've got pockets of people that you, if you're a, if you're a home service industry, you've got pockets of people that they're just going the thumbtack when they need something, you know, they, um, and, and there's other pockets of people that they just will not look at a Google ad. They just totally pass by uh, Google ads. And then, but on the other hand, I've got a lot of clients that are spending several thousand dollars a month on Google ads and it's, <clears throat> they're they're getting a huge return on, on that investment, even though, you know, I personally, and, and as someone who creates Google ads and manages Google ads, I'm just kind of psychologically, um, and I wonder if you guys are like this, but I, I kind of psychologically just kind of pass over the ads sometimes and I go um, to the to the organic results uh, more often than not. But I know that Google ads work for a lot of industries. And, and so that needs to be part of the mix. So real quick, before we get going, we did make you a, a nice little handy dandy workbook that uh, you can write some notes in. You can go download the workbook. Um, we've got the link there in the chat. And you can go, you can go download that workbook. And if you, if you go there, if you go to, if you're not familiar with it, so it's a Google Doc. And I don't know how often you use Google Docs, but you can actually go in there. Um, and when, when you open it, you actually won't be able to edit it. That's, that's my copy. So it's kind of locked down. Uh, but if you go in and um, you can go to file and then make a copy, if you have a Google account, you'll have to have a Google account that you're logged in with uh, to use this. So if you're like logged in with an AOL account or something, it may not work appropriately. But uh, you can make a copy and then you can, you can take notes in there. And then also there, there's also a worksheet uh, that we're going to give you in just a few minutes and you can download that, do the same thing, just go in there and click make a copy and uh, you'll, you'll have a copy that you can edit and you can plug your own numbers in there. So let, let's talk about why we're doing this real quick. Let, let's talk about just the why I think it's kind of appropriate here. It's, it's Giving Tuesday. If you didn't know it was Giving Tuesday, um, it's Giving Tuesday, which is kind of weird. It, it, they should probably should move Giving Tuesday like to before Black Friday, um, after, you know, before we all go broke on Black Friday on the on the 56 inch Vizios or whatever it is that you 
got up at three in the morning to, to save $20 on. Anybody go Black Friday shopping? Drop me, drop me a one in the chat if you went Black Friday shopping. I'm pretty sure I slept until 11 a.m. Uh, on Black Friday until my back started hurting. So um, it was, it was, it was really good. So not, not, a, not a Black Friday shopper, but anyway, it's good. I, I, I digress. It's, it's giving Tuesday and um, sometimes it's good for me. I don't know about you guys, but it's, I, I can get wrapped up in the day to day and just start thinking about bottom lines and thinking about bills getting paid and thinking I have five kids. I don't know how many, uh, what, what kind of family you're supporting, uh, but I've got five kids and a wife that, that like to eat regularly and sleep indoors. And so there, there's a lot of stress that comes with that. And, and there's a lot of stuff about being a business owner or being uh, in charge of marketing and carrying a lot of weight at whatever, uh, whatever company that you're working at, um, that if, we're, if, we're, if I'm not careful, then I could just get in this rhythm of me, me, me. It's all about me and I need to make more money and I need to get more clients and I need to grow, grow, grow and scale. And I listen to all these other guys and their businesses are exploding and I want to be like them. I want to be like that guy. I see social media and I see all these, uh, I see all my, com uh, my, my competitors and I'm sure you guys don't look at your competitors on social media. I'm probably the only one that does this, uh, but you see them growing. You see all this cool stuff going on. Of course, it's the polished version of their life. It's the highlights of real of their life. And um, I just get self-consumed. I can kind of turn into a big old me monster uh, a lot of times. And so I, you know, this is, this is personal uh, for everybody, but I know that we're not going to work every day just to become a bigger me monster. I, I think one of the reasons that we want to grow our business and one of the reasons I want to grow my business uh, and part of my why uh, that, that I have a business and that, that I work every day is, is, of course, I'm taking care of my family and, of course, I love what I do and um, I want to be a, you know, contribute to the economy. Uh, but I also want to be a generous person. I also want to get outside of myself and, and um, you know, I want to expose my kids to people who don't have as much to, to in situations uh, that, that aren't um, as fortunate as, as we are. And uh, I don't think that I was designed just to keep all this money to myself and have a more comfortable life. Um, but so, I, you know, part of our why is, is I want to make an impact on the community around me and uh, I want to do something that, that matters. And so hopefully that's, that's part of your why. I don't mean to be a, a, you know, preach or anything like that, but just a friendly reminder that today is Giving Tuesday and, and maybe just reflect for a minute on, on your why and, and, and why you're in this. But uh, we are also in this to make money, to support our family, to support um, the families of the people that work for us. And there are a ton of options and it's kind of unclear where to spend our budget. There, there are so many places that you could spend your marketing budget. And for a lot of us, your marketing budget is pretty limited. And so it can just be frustrating almost to the point where it's like, I'm just not going to spend anything. I just forget it. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just rely on referrals. Uh, but we all know that referrals can only really get you so far. Eventually those referrals run out. Uh, or if you really want to grow and scale, uh, referrals just aren't going to be enough. And so you start to look at this, and this is kind of the, the digital domination method that, that, we've, that we've talked about. But if you look at your business, we start talking about SEO, so search engine optimization. We start talking about pay-per-click ads, social media ads, organic social media. 
your website. Then you can get down into the, the nitty gritty. If you're a home service, you've got things like home advisors and elocal.com. Um, there are gift cards and news. Do I, do I put an ad in the newspaper? Do I put an ad in the community magazine? Um, all this stuff. There's Google AdWords. There's Bing. There's Bing ads. Um, and and it's, it almost feels endless. And so uh, you guys are making, a lot of you are making a major investment in marketing and you're spending a, a good bit of money. You're spending a good, some of you are my clients and you're spending a good bit of money with us and you're trusting us uh, not to just take your money and have nothing to show for it. And uh, that's what, as an agency, we're, we're month to month because we know if we don't perform, then, then you can, you can fire us. And, and we don't want that. Like I said, I have, I have five children and, um, and, and so I need, I need you to keep me around. And so I want to get my clients results, but I talk to, gosh, it's probably one or two business owners every week that um, they, they have hired an advertising agency or they've tried some stuff on their own and they've just kind of dipped their toes in the water and piddled with with marketing piddled with um played around with facebook ads played around with some google ads and their 22 year old nephew did some seo for them and 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 they don't know if they got any results or not there's no tracking there's no kpis they don't know if if and and they're just kind of throwing money against the wall and and seeing what sticks and if we don't have a clear plan, then you can end up overspending. And I see a lot of people overspending um, on their marketing, especially see a lot of people overspending on Facebook ads and Google ads. And, and a lot of times we're able to come in and, and, if you, and, and you can do this yourself. And this is not some big sales pitch, but a lot of times if you can educate yourself on Google ads and Facebook ads and how they really work, then you can take the, you can get the same results that you're getting for a thousand dollars. A lot of times you can get those same results on Facebook for $500. If you're spending $3,000 a month uh, on, on Google ads and you don't really know what you're doing, you're just kind of hoping that it works and wishing for the best. Uh, a lot of times if you'll educate yourself and make some optimizations, or a lot of times when we come in and, and we start cleaning things up, those we find that you can get the same amount of results for uh, $2,000 that with some work that you were getting for $3,000 without any work, without knowing what you're doing. And so a lot of times we overspend. Uh, sometimes, uh, well, I would say, gosh, th this happens pretty regularly that when, when someone comes, if they've already got some ads going uh, or they're can't figure out why, whatever it is, whatever marketing they're doing is that they, they I ask them how much they've got budgeted for their marketing. And, you know, it's just, they're just underspending. And there's just only so much you can do with that, you know. So it may be that you need to up your marketing budget. And, and so, uh, of course, the marketing agency owner would say, yes, you need to spend more with the marketing agency. But that's not what I'm saying. I just know that a lot of people are underspending, whether it's print advertising or it's on ads or it's on organic, you know, search engine optimization. There's a lot of underspending. And then, of course, it, it's underperforming. And so that is the worst. And that's that's not what we want. So here's the opportunity. And I'm going to take a little sip of my Sprite Zero because I'm cutting back on caffeine. Anybody else trying to cut back on caffeine? Give me a one in the chat if you are actually drinking caffeine right now. 
if you've got caffeine in your hand right now, because you need caffeine to help stay awake, help yourself stay awake while I'm talking. Just so I know that you're with me. So I know that we're all we're all still here. All right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna throw out, we're gonna work on this clear plan with some goals and some targets and some KPIs. And we're gonna talk about generating enough leads to hit your targets. Uh, we want to hit these targets, and uh, it's important that we we set some targets, and that those targets of of revenue and how many uh, how many new clients we want, how many new customers we want, how many jobs we we need to get this this month, this quarter, this year. Um, we know that we're going to have to get a certain amount of leads to hit those numbers. And so then we're also, again, we're going to hit this, uh, how to have a great return on your investment with tracking it. So we want to maximize that lead flow. We want to hit the sales goal. So number one, let's go to set your goals. What are your goals for 2022? Have you thought about those yet? Has anybody got, uh, Tori, you, probably, you have caffeine in your hand right now. So what are your sales goals for 2022? Um, here's a quote uh, that I like. Success is goals. All else is just commentary uh, by a guy named Brian Tracy. So um, success, if we're going to have some success, there's got to be some goals. And I don't know about you, but a lot of times I, it, it's just easy to get into the chaos of, of work and running the business, trying to grow, um, but without any, any clear goals. And so this yeah, I mean, if you've ever been to any kind of webinar or any kind, ever heard any kind of business coach, I'm heard. You know, it's it's not like you've never heard anyone say you need to set goals. So I'm not giving you anything revolutionary here, but I think what's beneficial is that you stop for a minute right now and let's take like two minutes and think about what are my goals for 2022. And I would love for you to throw some in chat. So just if you've downloaded the workbook or if you're taking notes on a sheet of paper, some of you guys are, are paper people. I know, you know, some of my friends are, or some people I know are on here. Some of my clients are on here. I know you're paper people. Um, I think I saw Jenny uh, on here earlier and I know she's taking notes on her little pad, pad of paper. And so I keep, I keep one here too. So uh, yeah, so Trisha, she's trying to increase, uh, <laughs> Ella, uh, increase newsletter subscribers. Okay, good stuff. Which brings up a point that a lot of people have forsaken email. Um, they have forsaken email newsletters and thinking that uh, that social media is um, is where it's at, and and that email is kind of obsolete. And. Uh, and, and so we've kind of we've kind of dropped the ball on email, but I think getting the getting an e-newsletter going and uh, really building that list is is valuable. And email a good email list is is really super valuable. So with with some clear goals, it's it's kind of like wind in your sails. If if we don't have any clear goals, then we're just going to kind of get thrown around. And sometimes there's going to be a gust of wind. Some of you guys, uh, I, I know my clients who are my, my HVAC clients, my home service clients. Um, uh, a lot of guys are seasonal. And so there's going to be those gusts of winds that come in, uh, in, in different seasons, but then there's some down seasons and, and where you've just got to create the wind uh, yourself. And I want to, I want to steer my own ship. And, and part of that's just my insecurity. Um, but if there's some clear goals that we're working towards, then that's going to equal some wind in our sails. Harvard did a study back in 1979, and they, were, they interviewed uh, some of their graduates, 
And of this group of graduates this in this study, they asked them, you know, do you have, what are your specific goals for your life? And 84% of these graduates from Harvard, which is kind of shocking that these Harvard grads hadn't really thought about goals for their life, but 84% of them, of them responded that they had no specific goals. 13% responded that they had some goals. They knew, they, they had thought about it, but they had not written them down. 3%, uh, 3% of the graduates that they talked to in this study had written goals and had some plans to accomplish the, those goals. So the results, after they tracked these grads and, and, and the, the success, if you looked at the 13%, uh, the 13% of the class that had goals, they were earning on average twice as much as the 84% who had no goals at all. But what was even more staggering is that the 3% who had clear written goals were earning on average 10 times as much as the other 97% put together. And so I don't think any of us would argue that clear written goals with some plans along the way to, to get to those goals are going to help us get there just by virtue of having those goals and, and having those in front of us. You can't see it, but right over here, I've got this big dry erase board and I've got my, my goals. I've got annual goals and I've got, um, I've got, I've got quarterly goals. And then I've got monthly goals that I want to hit. Sometimes I hit them. Sometimes I don't hit them. Uh, but uh, I've even got goals. I've even got a KPI tracking board that, um, that is tracking how many, how many calls I have uh, each week. I'm tracking how many calls. I want to get 12 calls a week because out of those 12 calls, uh, I'm going to send out about seven or eight proposals. And out of those seven or eight proposals, that's probably going to end up being a couple new clients. And so my, my goal uh, my goal is, is six new clients uh, a month. So it's not just enough to have, you know, hey, hey, we want to do a million dollars in business this year. We want to do a million dollars in revenue. Um, and that's the goal. Let's get there. Hoorah, let's go. Um, I've got to have, what, what's it going to take for me quarterly to get there? If I want, to, if I want this to be a million dollar year, then I know that there's got to be $83,000 in revenue every month that I've got to get to the point where I'm bringing in 83,000 a month in revenue if I'm going to hit a million for the year. And so if in, in some of the, maybe you are one of those seasonals where, you know, one month is going to be that 125 month and one month is going to be at 60,000 month. Uh, but on average, I've got to hit that 83,000 if, if my goal for the year is going to be a million. And so what am I going to do? What am I going to do to get that 83,000 in revenue a month? How many new clients do I need? And it, to get that many clients, what's my close rate? So how many how many leads am I going to have to have to get that many clients to get to the eighty three thousand? And how many leads? Uh, how many phone calls is it going to take? Or how many um, how many views to my website? How many form fills? How many phone calls am I going to have to get for those to turn into hot leads that actually convert? And so we can kind of reverse engineer the math there, and you can see that it's. Again, it's not just enough to say, hey, I want to do a million dollars this year. I've got to set some clear goals. So you need to have written goals and plans. You need to set a minimum goal, year, quarterly, monthly. Um, and, and you've got to have a stopping point at the beginning of each new year and the end of the quarter on, on it, to, to reflect. How did you do based on um, what you set for your goal and what are you going to do moving forward? And, and so one of the things I wanted today to be is that time where you stop and, and reflect and, and take a snapshot of, of how you did this year. Um, 
and maybe some of you, you guys know your financials. You've got your financials uh, maybe available. And so you could write down in the workbook, how, what, what was this year? How did this year go for you? What did, how did things turn out? And did we hit the goals? Um, did you, did you hit your quarterly goals for this? Well, are you on track to hit your quarterly goals for the, for the fourth quarter? How did you do in the third quarter? How did you do today's the last day of uh, November? And so did you hit your November goals for the month? So think about that for a second. Actually, I'm curious. Um, uh, and, I, and I just want us to think through that. Like I said, this is a lot better if you participate and you engage. All right. So what are your goals for 2022? We don't want to make them. We, we want goals, but we don't want them just to be arbitrary. We don't want to set goals that, that we, we want realistic goals. Uh, but we also want to push ourselves a little bit. But to make some realistic goals for 2022, I think we need to know what how we did in 2021. So again, you need to take some time um, if you haven't already uh, and, and get those numbers down, at least how you've done the past few quarters as far as uh, your revenue targets, as far as how many phone calls you got. And some of this is, is, is hard to know. Um, but let's let's look at let's look at the goals for 2022. Here's a few questions that we want, we want to answer. What is your revenue target? What's your revenue target for the year for 2022? Is it a million dollars? Is it three million dollars? Is this going to be the first time we hit a million dollars? Maybe you're 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 a smaller business. It's just um, it's it's just you, or you're recovering from COVID. You had a business that was highly impacted from COVID, and so we're just trying to get back to uh, pre-COVID numbers where that was half a million dollars a year or, or a quarter of a million dollars a year, uh, whatever that was, what is your revenue target uh, for 2022? So go ahead and write that down somewhere. Go ahead and write that in the notebook. Go ahead and write that down on, on a scratch pad if you've got that. But what is your revenue target? Now, and you may need to, you may need to adjust and change course throughout the, throughout the year. But then simply, once you've got that number, let's go ahead and divide that. Go ahead and divide it by 12. How much is that monthly? What does our revenue need to be monthly? And so to hit that monthly goal, how many, uh, how many booked calls is that going to require? How many, how many phone calls does it take you to get to that place with your revenue? To answer that question, though, you're going to have to know, like, what, what is your average transaction value or what is your average ticket? What is your average sale? Um, or it may be uh, if you're if your subscription, maybe it's your what what's the average lifetime value uh, of a customer? Maybe if it's if your insurance is lifetime value. Um, I was meeting with some uh, clients that are financial advisors, and so we were talking about the lifetime value. Um, if your home services, how many technicians is it going to take you to hit that goal? Uh, and, and you may need to think about that. You may need to add some trucks if you're in the home service. It may be time to add some technicians which I get is easier said than done. And so it may not be that you need to up your marketing uh, for more jobs. You may need to up marketing to find some, some technicians uh, and, and create an ad campaign that goes after hiring quality technicians or uh, taking that, some of that marketing budget and or taking some budget from somewhere and giving some incentives and, and getting some high quality technicians. So how many leads is it gonna take you to generate to hit your goal? Uh, and, and then what's your average conversion rate um, from a caller 
to a booked job. And, and you may or may not know that. Um, and for some of you guys, that's pretty high. If you can get them on the phone, you know you can close the deal. Uh, for others of us, you, you get a lot of calls that are people just kind of kicking the tires. And so it's about 40 or 50% that turn into jobs. So just as, as an example, let's say if our revenue targets a million and a half for this year, then I know that I need to hit $125,000 a month. And depending, if, if my average transaction value is, um, is $405, then I know that, that because of my uh, conversion rate, that that's going to take me 308 calls. I'm going to have to get 308 calls uh, and close. The, the right percentage of those calls to hit that 125 uh, monthly. So uh, think about it. how many leads are you going to need to get to your average, to get to your, your target for the month? What's your average conversion rate from caller to booked call? Have you, have you thought about that? Or do you know those numbers? Some people can rattle off those numbers really quick. Some people, you, know, you may have never thought about that. So what's your average conversion rate from caller to a booked call? a booked service call or um, a booked appointment or, and this is different in every industry. And, and a lot of times I tend to speak in terms of, of maybe, maybe home services just because I deal with a lot of uh, home service companies. Uh, but what's your average conversion rate from uh, it may be someone walking in the store to actually buying something. So how many people do you need to get in the door? How many, um, how many people do you need to fill out the form on your website for you to contact and to sign up for your class or whatever it is that you're offering? And so then if we, um, if we can divide our call target by our conversion rate, then we know how many calls that we've got to get. And, and so I, if, if my average conversion rate from caller to book calls is about 55%, uh, then and I divide the, my call target by my uh, conversion rate. Then I know uh, going back up here, if I, I it's going to require 308 calls to hit my goal. So I'm going to need because of my conversion rate of 55%. I'm going to need about 560 leads to come in every month uh, to get to get to the number of hot warm leads that I want, so that I can close those um, those calls and get new clients to get to that revenue goal uh, that I want to be at. So we created a worksheet and because I, just talking through that can be a little weird. So um, it, there's a worksheet that is uh, at the link and we'll drop it in the chat there for you. And I'm just going to bring this over. Awesome. So we've already done the nerd stuff on here. <clears throat> Monthly revenue target. Let's say it is $125,000 a month. We want to hit $125,000 a month so we can hit that $1.5 million a year. And let's say my average ticket uh, is $500. Some of you guys is going to be less. Some of you guys is going to be a whole lot more. If you're a restoration company, you know, you, you get a water damage job, it's, you're looking at $15,000. Um, if you're, if you're an auto mechanic, you're somewhere more around this $500 number. If you're HVAC, somewhere around $500. Um, 
And, and so if you're in insurance or if you're in retail, um, the, these average tickets can go, can go a different way. So the question you've got to answer or what, what we have here, let, let's change this. Let's just go, let's say we want to um, hit 200,000 monthly. And my average ticket value is 500. Let's say that my average ticket value is actually $1,200. Then that tells me that I'm going to need 167 sales or service calls to hit my monthly goal. And we, we got all fancy there and, and did the formula for you. So you can, um, what you need to do though, by the way, and I, I meant to mention this though, take for this worksheet, you won't be able, um, you won't be able to edit this. Um, so what you can do is go right here, go to file and then make a copy and name it, you know, your company's 2022 marketing plan and click okay. And then that's going to bring you up another document. That's going to bring you a, um, new version of that, that you can actually go in and edit yourself and make your own. Okay. So, um, I highly encourage you to do that and create your own. And so, Let's assume our average conversion rate from caller or lead to a booked job or a sale is 80%. And let, let's give ourselves some credit that we're pretty good at sales. We're pretty good on the phone. Um, if 80%, uh, if we're closing 80% of our calls, they're turning into jobs. And that tells me if I need 167 service calls or I need 167 sales or I, I need 167 new insurance policies, um, written this month, then I'm going to need at 80%, I'm going to need 208 leads, 208 good leads, warm leads, not just anybody off the street. I'm going to need 208 good solid leads uh, to, to hit that target. And so let's assume our average cost per generated lead. And that's going to come from how much you're spending on marketing altogether. And, and so if we're spending, you know, uh, if we're spending a thousand dollars a month in marketing and we're getting 10 leads and that's costing us a hundred dollars per lead. But if I want 208 leads, if, if, the, if my goal is $200,000 a month and my average ticket value is 1250, then I'm going to need that 167 service calls. And that's 80% of the 208 leads that I need to get. And so I've got to get 208 leads and, and we know that our average cost per lead based on the amount of leads that we have coming in and the marketing budget. So we divide the leads into the marketing budget. That tells us we're around $100 per lead. Then that means that I've got to spend a $20,800 a month on marketing, which sounds pretty high, but that's, you know, that's right at um, 10%, just a little bit more than 10%, okay? And there's some other sheets on here that you guys can work through that I would encourage you to look at. Um, this is your marketing budget planner. We made this for you. Um, you can take, again, you can go here through your projected revenue and then decide how much of the marketing budget that you're going to spend. Are you going to, you know, some people are doing 15%, some people are doing uh, 10%. Um, I, you know, 8% is a rule of thumb for a typical marketing budget. 15% would be pretty aggressive. 3% would be pretty low. So somewhere in there, you need, you need to decide that. 
Um, but let's, then we're going to figure out our total marketing budget, which gives us our monthly marketing budget. And then we decide how much are we going to put in online marketing? And we would encourage 70% go to your online market. Of course you would, Jono. Uh, I'm surprised you're not saying 100% should go to online marketing. But still think there's a lot of value to offline marketing. And then you want to give, you want to do some um, marketing towards your repeat business, whether it's gift cards or coupons or whatever you do like that. So then you end up with your numbers over here. That means we're going to spend 84000 online, 24000 offline, and $12,000 to our repeat uh, customers, offering them some incentives. And so down here, we've got just, we've just got it all laid out here for you. And uh, we kind of nerded out on this spreadsheet. And so hopefully uh, you'll find that helpful. So we went through here. Um, also just kind of went through search engine optimization and, and Google ads. And, and so this is, um, this is some recommended spending for that revenue target, what we would recommend spending uh, on search engine optimization and uh, Google ad, uh, how much you would spend with Google or Bing. Um, and then some spend some money on retargeting. And when I say retargeting, I'm talking about someone has come to your website and now we've got another ad campaign that's all about chasing them around on the internet, right? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, if that's, that's the ads that you, you looked at a blue shirt on Amazon and now you're getting ads for blue shirts on Instagram and everywhere you go. And so that's what we're talking about retargeting. It's, it's the mind reading ads, right? Um, you can... Also coming in here, and if you want to figure out your, your leads by source, um, we, we give some examples here, and um, I'll spare you all those details, but there's also some good stuff in here. Now, this uh, is specific. Some of this is specific to an HVAC company uh, and a plumbing company, uh, but, but there's a marketing calendar here for a plumbing company, an HVAC contractor, uh, and so you could take this and you could adjust this if you're not in those industries. Um, but uh, with, with your PPC, you know, in January, you're going to emphasize heating repair. And then, you know, when you get to the spring, we're going to, and, and summer, we're going to emphasize our Google ads on cooling repair. And um, you may do an email that's all about, uh, you know, we, we've got some titles for your email. We've got some social media ideas. Uh, we've got some ideas for your uh, search engine optimization. So you're feel, feel free to steal those. We've got some of the same things for uh, electricians, if you're an electrician in here, uh, but pretty much any industry, you could take this and use this as a grid and think through what it is you want to promote in January. What it is, if you're a seasonal business, what it is you want to promote um, in in the spring and in the summer, and uh, then you could think through some special offers. If you're a plumber, you know January 10% off water heater installations, but this may be if you're you know, insurance agents, you probably have a hard time offering uh, discounts, but um, you could give away a gift card, you know, for all new policies, we're giving away a $15, $20 Amazon gift card. I don't know. Um, but this is, here's just some ideas to kind of help you prime the pump with some offers, because I'll tell you this, uh, I see people doing Facebook ads and Google ads all the time, and they're calling, they're wondering why they're not working and we go and look at the ads and there's no offer attached to those ads. Now, I'm not talking about a boosted post that you're just trying to get some likes on, but I'm talking about if you're really trying to get a lead, if you're really trying to make a sell, then having an offer attached to those ads uh, exponentially increases the effectiveness. So I highly encourage you to come up with an offer uh, for every month of the year 
for your ads. I think that would be that would be a tremendous help if you're running ads. Um, and we've even got some laid out here: special offers for plumbing, special offers for HVAC. Uh, we've we've done a lot of work here for you, uh, and and giving you a lot for free. So uh, I would definitely download this this worksheet here and um, rip some of this stuff off from us. You are welcome uh, to do that. So hopefully you find that helpful. So what's your goal for 2022 and how many leads will you need to get there monthly? Hopefully by now, uh, if you've been engaged and you're, you're, you're participating, uh, that you've got some of those numbers figured out and you've come up with a goal for 2022 and you've thought through and you've done the math, you've maybe plugged it in on the worksheet there and you see, I need 15 solid leads a month uh, to get me to my monthly goals so that I can hit uh, my annual goal. So well, let's talk. Uh, let's talk about the fundamentals here uh, for for just a second. When when it comes to your internet marketing plan, we've got we've got the message, we've got the market, and we've got the media. Okay, and so the the with with the market, the first thing that you've got to determine is who is your market. Okay. And a lot of people would say, I'll, I'll sell to anybody. I'll sell anybody with a problem. I'll fix anybody's problem. Um, but as the old saying goes, when you try to sell to everyone, um, you're actually selling uh, to no one. So get it out of your mind that everyone is a customer. Not everybody um, is your customer. I know that I'm not for everyone. So who is, who is your ideal customer? And you need to think them through, uh, think, think it through who that person is. And um, is it the coupon clipper? Is it the middle class uh, suburbanite? Or is it the high-end multimillionaire? Uh, I was meeting with some financial advisors and their, their, their target is, um, their, their market is older people who are getting ready for retirement, who have a high, high net worth. And so that they've got a really specific uh, market that they're going after. And uh, you, you've got to find your market and we'll call that uh, our avatar. And, and so you've got to know who that is. And so then once you've, once you've defined the avatar and you know who your market is, you're then going to need to define your message and really hone in uh, the message. And when you know exactly who your customer is, who that avatar is, then you can begin to craft uh, the message to them. And if your customers feel like you're talking to them, and that was a conversation I had with a client um, this morning, and because one of the things that, that I think is helpful is if you can focus on what sets you apart from your competitors. Whenever we take on a new client, that's one of the first questions we ask. Why should someone go with you as opposed to the guy down the street that does the exact same thing? Uh, and a lot of us, if when you're pressed on that question, it's like, well, the quality of our work and our customer service, and we rattle those things off. But the thing is, everybody thinks that they've got great customer service. Everybody thinks that they do quality work. No one is like, well, our work's terrible, uh, but we show up on time. So that's what's different about it. Everybody thinks that they're great. We, we get that. But you've got to think strategically through your avatar. What's their pain point? And what is it that sets you apart um, that that they're looking for? Um, is it that you show up on time? I think, you know, for a lot of home service businesses, uh, showing up on time is huge. We're going to make an appointment and, and we're going to keep it. We're going to get there on time. And um, because every, what does everybody hate? It's that 
you know, the, the, well, I won't name the business, but you know, we'll be there sometime between 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. So if you could just sit at your house and do nothing, um, we'll be there sometime between then. So if you could just take the day off work and, and then they usually don't show up at all. And it's, then it's the next day uh, all over again. So everybody hates that. So maybe showing up on time, we're going to keep, we're, we are punctual. That is your, that is what sets you apart. You've got integrity. Uh, integrity is a big deal um, to us and we're not going to rip anyone off. And, and so we want to, we want to put that out there. We want to make sure that everyone, uh, that everyone knows that. Uh, the, the client that I was meeting with this morning, they had a great thing when we were talking about what sets them apart. Uh, in, in their world, um, they were talking about how a lot of their clients come to them after having been talked down to by the competition. And, and, and this is the, the, the wealth management industry. And these retirees who are approaching retirement, they've got a million, two million dollars in the bank. They, they're, they're coming from a wealth advisor who's just kind of been condescending to them and talking down to them. And so part of our marketing strategy for this client is, are you being heard? Are you being listened to? Is your financial advisor listening to you? Are they actually hearing what you're saying? And do they care about what you're concerned about? Because that's a big deal in that industry. So we define our message and we get specific and, and really just hammer that out there. Get that in the ads, get that in the social media posts, get that on the website. And then once you've got that avatar in place, once you've got the message in place, uh, then you can figure out where and how you're going to deliver uh, that media. Uh, okay, so let, let's talk um, who is your ideal customer. And so maybe you need, maybe you can jot a few things down right now. Go ahead and take just 30 seconds and jot down who is, who is your ideal customer. What are their goals? What are their values? How old are they generally? What, what gender are they generally? The electricians I work with, a lot of times they, they say it's the wives that call. Most of their business comes from the wives who are calling because the husband has been saying he's going to fix whatever it is for six months. And the wife is tired of seeing the ceiling fan uh, that hasn't been installed yet, that her husband hasn't got around to. And so the wife calls the electrician. So it may be, um, it may be the suburban housewife that's tired of waiting on her husband. That may be uh, your ideal customer. That may be the customer, your, your avatar there. What are their challenges? What are their pain points? The pain point is that their husband won't get it done. And then where are they going? Like, what, what's their source of information? Are they spending a lot of time on websites? Are they reading blogs? Are they... Um, are, are they following influencers on social media? Who, who are they? And, um, and then think through what are their objections to your sale? Uh, what, what are their, what are, what are their object, objections going to be when you get them on the phone and think through that and anticipate that and, and make sure, um, that, that you're prepared for it. And in the, um, in the workbook, you can take that there, there's a copy of the avatar worksheet. You can print out as many copies of that as you need, if you wanted to use that. Um, at a staff meeting or get your leadership team together, um, you, you can you can use that. Just consider those those factors, those demographics, um, their their pains and their frustrations. 
um, their fears and, and are, they're afraid of being ripped off or overcharged or um, they're afraid that you're going to come in their house and just destroy something. They're afraid that um, you're going to surprise them and there's going to be some kind of bait and switch maybe. Um, but what are their goals? Their goals are that the damage is fixed. Their goal is that the issue is behind them. If you're a pest control company, their goal is that they can eat dinner and not see bugs crawling. Um, they, they want to have a, a, a nice clean home. They want to be able to spend more time with their family and not have to fix stuff themselves. Um, what is it? They, they want some peace of mind. So what is it? And so if you can see Joe Jones through Joe Jones's eyes, then you can sell what Joe Jones buys. So we've just got to, again, stop working in our business, that keeping your head above water and work, uh, spend some time like you're doing right now. And you, you've stuck with me. And I really, I really appreciate you guys sticking with me. I'm excited that, again, that you're here. But um, so again, we've crafted our, we, we're crafting our message. What is your message? Why should someone, and, and this is in the workbook. Um, this is in the workbook on page nine. Uh, if you're following with the workbook, why should somebody choose to do business with you versus the competition? Write those, go ahead and write those, a few of those, one, two, three of those things down. And then what benefits do you offer that your target customer avatar uh, will resonate with? Is it that you've got same day service? You've got emergency service, your, your 24 hour service. Is that part of, is that part of your deal? Um, that, that may set you apart from the competition. The, again, the on-time service may set you apart from the comp competition. Um, straight, Straightforward pricing, upfront pricing. We're going to tell you how much it is. Um, we work with uh, um, with with the carpet cleaning company, and uh, you know their their big thing that sets them apart is they're going to tell you before they even get there. They can tell you exactly how much it's going to cost, and they're not going to get there. And, and they promise their customers, we're not going to get there and sell you fourteen other chemicals and this other service. And by the time you're there, it's it's like buying concert tickets that. The $40 concert ticket is now $97 somehow because of fees and add-ons and whatever. <clears throat> Something else, you know, what, what, why should someone choose to do business with you versus the competition? Maybe you see, you've got, you've got trusted technicians, you've got experienced technicians, or you have got the experience. You've been in the business for a long, long time. You understand the business inside and out. You understand insurance. You understand um, your, your technicians are certified in, in whatever certification your industry requires, um, but make the case for some uh, the, the fast same day service. Um, if, you can, if you can pull off the 24 hour service with no overtime, um, go for that. Uh, clean cut professional technicians, you know, we'll leave your home cleaner than we found it. I appreciate that. We've had some guys in our house doing different things. Um, and, and it was pretty impressive to me when guys came in. Um, I think it was a pest control company, actually. And the first thing they did, maybe every pest control company does this, but um, I hadn't seen, I hadn't always seen this, but they just, they covered up their feet in, in the little booty, uh, booties that like the, they look, actually look like um, surgical caps, but they put them over their shoes. And I'm like, oh, cool. They're not, my, my floor's dirty anyway. And I have five children uh, and two dogs and you really didn't need to do that. And, but. I appreciate that you did that. We're going to leave your, we're going to leave your home cleaner. Uh, then we found it. 
We've talked about what sets us apart. What are we gonna, what, how are we gonna make the case? Um, now we've got to make sure, we, we've got to talk about the media. Oh, wait, let's go back to, let's see, Trisha said, better customer service, uh, more accurate products and better price points for the features. So yeah, you're gonna get more for your money. You're gonna get more for your money than the competition and the products are going to be um, more accurate. They're gonna be more precise. They're gonna be closer to spec and uh, you're gonna get exactly, we're gonna meet your expectations. And um, so depending on your industry, if, if you're in an industry where, and, and, and my industry's like this, they're, they're a ton of my clients um, have just, they're skeptical of search engine optimization. We don't understand how it works. And we don't understand Google ads and algorithms and not even sure how to spell algorithm. And so, you know, you look at guys like me with a little bit of skepticism, like, what are you actually doing? Uh, and, and so I get that. And so, you know, I want to build a relationship with my clients because um, there, there's a lot of trust involved with it. It's just like me taking to my car to a mechanic because I don't know anything about cars. I, I can put gas in it and, and that's about it. I can fix nothing. And so I've got to find a mechanic. I know that's not going to rip me off because honestly, if it's, if he can figure out a way with duct tape to make it stop making the noise that it's making, then I'm just going to believe that that $500 I paid for whatever new part that I'm just going to trust that he did it. And so you may, you may be an industry with a lot of people are, are used to getting ripped off. And so you're going to, you're going to build some trust uh, with them. Uh, let's see, Jason said, I, I, um, I connect with you to understand your lifestyle's needs and wants rather than trying to sell you things that I want you to buy. Um, that's, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. So I'm going to find out rather than starting with what I want you to buy, even rather than starting out with what's the most profitable product, because a lot of times, and I'm sure Jason would probably agree with this because I could, the, the way he's talking there, um, that sometimes the things that they need, that the client really needs and the client really wants is not the thing that's the most profitable product that you have to offer them. Am I right, Jason? Would that, would you, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so you've got to have some integrity and you've got to have some restraint to go in there and not just right out of the gate, start throwing your most profitable product at them. Um, because that may not be what they need. And, and that is going to set you apart from the competition really quick. And people can figure that out. People know when you come in, just going after the most profitable thing that people know and people don't like to be sold. And I, I hate being sold. I bought my truck off of Carvana because I did not want to go to a car lot. I, I just, I don't like being sold. Even though I sell people stuff, um, I, I, don't like being sold myself, which um, is just, and, and that's probably, that's probably everybody, but I know when I'm being sold, I feel like I can read people decently. And if I could trust you, then I'm probably going to buy from you. Um, and, and people, people can tell, people can tell, and you're going to bubble to the top. I tell my daughters this all the time. Um, they're in high school. And I, I just remind them, look, you girls, if you will just have a work ethic and be nice to people, you are going to bubble to the top. You are going to get raises. You are going to climb the ladder at your job because your generation, no offense if anybody else in here is close to that generation, um, but, but 
my daughter's generation, they do not have a strong work ethic. Hence why, and, and the generations, some of the generation uh, surrounding their generation, hence why a lot of us are having trouble finding good workers. But when, when you find someone with a strong work ethic that's not a jerk, like they bubble to the top. So I just tell my girls, like people can see it. People see it when you're trustworthy. People see it when you're nice. People see it when you've got integrity. People see it uh, when you actually care about them and you care about what you do. And you're not just trying to make a profit, but you're actually trying to do something for people. Um, and you're a hard worker. Uh, you're you're going to be just fine. And so um yeah, telling people you want to you want to connect with them and really understand what they actually need and solve their problem, man. That that's going to go a long way. So that that's good stuff, Jason. Appreciate you sharing. So now let, let's look at the media. Let's let's look at the media, and I appreciate you guys again sticking with us. Your website is the hub where everybody ends up, and so we need to make sure that your website is optimized to convert searchers into buyers. Okay. Again, I'm the online guy, so I'm thinking about online stuff. And uh, you've got to ask yourself the question, is your website set up to convert visitors to callers? We've got, uh, we've got one of our clients here. You know, the first thing you see is going to be you know, schedule a, a roof analysis. And, and that's the big, huge uh, call to action. Then you've got the option to call. Um, and then we're focused on, on craftsmanship. We're talking about uh, professional uh, we're using words like that. Um, there, there's another, uh, let's see, this one, this one didn't make it in the slides. But um, if, you, if you look right here, we've got um, at, at Laney's, um, never an overtime charge. And so we've got some conversion messaging up in the top. Um, got the company company mission here, never an overtime charge, legendary lifetime furnace guarantee, um, three second opinions. Uh, it's a clean, uncluttered, uncluttered design. The menu is pretty obvious right here. If you're looking for plumbing, heating, cooling, indoor, whatever you got going on, uh, it's it's easy to go. We've got some um, some personalization here. Uh, you've got the president of the company here, and then there's just this big button that says "Book Now." Uh, so um, easy, easy access to the content uh, to the contact form. There, so you really need to think through your website. Um, quit looking at it as an art gallery, because we we build a lot of websites every month, and a lot of times, uh, what business owners want is an art gallery uh, and sort of a shrine to their business. And we imagine ourselves showing our new website at our industry trade show. Uh, to all of our peers, to all of our competitors. And, and really what we're concerned with is, is our website being flashier and cooler than, than our competitors. But the problem is a lot of the flashy stuff, a lot of the cool stuff, a lot of the, the big stuff may, slows down the website or may not be, may not be, um, it may not be mobile friendly. And so you, you can't look at your website as, as this art gallery that's all about how wonderful your company is, but you've got to decide, is it set up to convert visitors to callers? Is it set up to convert people? Because most people, they're coming there, they want to see that you do what you, you do what they're looking for. How do I get in touch with you? 
Um, and do you have some good ratings? Do you have do you have some good five star reviews? They want to see some social proof and and see um, that you actually uh, you, you don't have a one point two ranking or rating on Google. And so, uh, can conversion optimization really have an impact? Okay, so can optimizing your website to convert people from just visiting your website to an actual caller um, can it have an impact? So you've got you've got to think through, and let's go back to the messaging. Does it speak to your target avatar? Does it does it address their fears? Um, is it is it easy to is it easy to navigate? Does it have authentic images of your team on the homepage? Looking at this one again, we got a picture of the owner here. So we got real team photos. Um, we've got large contact information. Um, something that we would add to this would be you know call or text. Um, your, your millennials are buying homes, and, and, and so uh, a lot of people want to just be able to text. We've got some social proof up here. We've got our reviews. <clears throat> Excuse me. We've got our reviews up here. Clear navigation. And so um, is it showcasing your reviews? Is it making it easy for people to take action? Um, that is a huge deal. you got to get the basics in order. you got to get that phone number in the right-hand corner. Make sure, because that's that's where people are looking. I want to grab my phone number. If I'm going to call you or if I'm going to text you, I want to make sure that there is a form that people can fill out because some people, they don't have time to talk to you right now, but they want to get it off their plate. And so they go ahead and fill out the form and assume you're going to get back with them later. And then they, um, you, you can add some credibility with the authority symbols like, like Better Business Bureau, Angie's List, whatever badges that you've, you've won. Um, uh, whatever, it, you know, if it, if you've won, um, like like with the attorneys, uh, AVO, A-B-V-O, um, that's that's a huge that's a huge place for lawyers uh, to get uh, to get reviews, and so get your your AVO badge on there. Are there calls to action on each page to speak to your customer avatar, and are you giving them the opportunity to engage via chat? That's another thing that not only. Uh, do we not see a lot of people offering texting on their website, but um, do you have the chat widget? And, and in fact, if there's with Facebook, you can embed a Facebook chat widget on your website for free, or you can have your website guy do it and people can chat with you and it'll go directly into your business um, Facebook page messenger. And so if you've got the app on your phone then those are always coming to you, uh, but then you can get more complicated, more complex systems um, <clears throat> that you, just as long as someone's monitoring those, somebody's got to be watching those. The whole point of chat is not so that they'll get a response in an hour. That's no better than email. Um, but leverage the automation and leverage the, the SMS texting, leverage the on-page uh, chat features uh, to get people because people are impatient. And if you don't respond pretty quick, if you don't respond within a few minutes, then they've bounced to someone else. So, uh, you you may want to pull your website up right now. You may want to pull your website. If you've got two monitors, pull your website up on the other monitor and just take a look at it. Is it built to convert? Is it is your phone number obvious? Is there um, is there something relational about it? Have you got real team photos on on the page, or is it just full of of stock photography, or is it just um, and maybe a picture of your location is okay, but people want to see people. Uh, maybe some pictures of your truck, your work trucks are okay, but again, people want to see people. What is it that you need to tweak? Do you need to add uh, SMS texting to add uh, a chat uh, widget to your website there?
So here's one of the biggest marketing challenges facing your business. It's unconverted leads. Okay. So going back to the website, going back to that responding really quick, 50 to 60% of inbound leads are leaving unconverted. So it, it's not necessarily, um, some of our problem is not necessarily that we don't have people coming to our website and that they're, it's not necessarily that they're not interested. A lot of the problem is that they're leaving unconverted. They send the text that it doesn't get responded to. They fill out the form, um, but whoever in your office is responsible for responding to the form, they're also responsible for fielding the phone calls and doing this paperwork and sales. And they've got 14 different things going on. And so the web form sometimes, a lot of times, perhaps 90% of the time, gets pushed to the back burner. And so those aren't getting followed up on. And by the time you do get to them a few hours later, um, not because you're lazy, but because you've got other stuff going on, then that, that inbound lead has already gone to someone else. They've already found another company that was on top of it. And so it may not be that you can hire someone else, but it could be that you could you could automate this using different platforms that will automate responses. Um, just just like when you signed up for this uh, this webinar, you got some automated responses from me, reminding you uh, and sending you the links, and and those those were all automated. And and so I'm not having to go in there and send you text reminders individually. Uh, hey, don't forget about the webinar. Um, but you can do the exact same thing with following up with people who are interested in in a policy or interested in a class that you offer, interested in um, a service plan that you offer, whatever it is that your industry, um, whatever it is that you are selling. So here's why. The, these leads that are not followed up within 15 minutes, they go cold. And so they really need to be followed up with five to seven times before they book. A lot of times people are just... They need several phone calls before they're going to do anything with you. And today's consumer, a lot, a lot of today's consumers prefer to interact via text message versus phone call or email. If you've been on in a workshop with me before, you've heard me say that that if there are two companies up against each other and all things considered equal, they both got great reviews and they both got good websites and they both um, look professional and they've got everything's good, all things considered equal. One of them offers texting. One of them, you have to actually make a phone call. My wife and a lot of people, uh, they're going with the one they can text because they just don't want to get on a phone call. They want to send a text. They want to find out, can you do what I need you to do? When can you be here? How much is it? Boom, we're done and, and it's over. We don't have to get on the phone and, and be all awkward, whatever. Um, but but she's anti-phone call and, and she's not the only one. I hear that. I know that all the time. And so if you don't have texting on your website, uh, that's that may be the thing that if you don't do anything else out of today's webinar, um, you, maybe it's adding text to your website and you're going to see those leads that... Uh, again, it's not maybe not that you're not getting enough leads. It's that those leads are not being followed up on fast enough and enough times, and they're going to someone else. So the solution is you leverage your marketing automation to follow up with these web forms within the first two minutes of submission via phone, email, and text message. And there are different platforms. We have one that we set up for our clients, uh, but there are plenty of plenty of CRMs out there that offer automation. And a lot of times what I find is our clients are paying for one, they're paying for multiple client relationship management software platforms that have automation built in <clears throat> that they're paying for. They just didn't know about it. They're not using it to its full potential. And so 
there's a really good chance that some of you, if you've got a CRM that you're using, excuse me, there, there's a really good chance that you're already paying for SMS texting and, and some automation, or, or at least your CRM offers it and it may be a $15 a month upgrade or something like that. Uh, if you don't have something you're interested in talking about it, of course, we have one that we customize. It's called Client, client Follow-Up Engine. And a lot of you guys on here are actually using that. We don't charge a ton for that, um, but this isn't a sales pitch. I just want to encourage you get something that's automated because if you're like every other small business, you don't have time. You don't have someone that's just dedicated, sitting there on go, ready to follow up with every lead that comes in within two minutes. So that automation, um, that automation can help you touch the prospects, you know, five times and engage with them via text messaging. All right. So if let's just look at this real quick, it's simple math. You've got, a, you know, you've got 100 leads and your conversion rate's 30% and there's no follow-up, your, your conversion rate with, with no follow-up is 30%, then you get 30 jobs booked. And 30% um, of that 100 is 30 booked jobs. Let's say your, your average ticket's $300. Well, that, that makes you about $9,000. Now, if you take those same 100 leads, you're, we're, not, we're not spending any more on advertising. We're not doing any more Google ads or Facebook ads. We're not hiring an SEO guy. All we're doing is automating our follow-up with the leads that we're already getting. We're adding some automation. We're doing a better job. We're following up with them multiple times. Now we've increased our conversion rate by 40% up to 70%. Uh, we, we're getting 70 book jobs. And so now at $300, we, we've, taken, we've taken our, our revenue up to $21,000 out of those same 100 leads. And so uh, we see this happen all the time where it's, it's not an increase in leads that you need. You're already getting, a lot of you are already getting the leads. It's, it's the follow-up, it's the automation, it's, it's the touch, it's the engaging with those leads uh, quickly and, and getting them uh, on board. So make it, automation makes every lead you generate that much more valuable. So we can implement that in, in your business. So what three conversion elements are you going to implement on your website? Now I want you to th take a minute, I want, you to, I want you to write this down. Um, what, what three conversion elements will you implement on your website? Do you need to add a welcome video from the owner of your company? And maybe that's what you need to add. Is it the Facebook chat option? Is that what you need to implement on your website? Is Do you need to get it, uh, do you need to make it to where your number, it, your phone number, your office number is textable? Um, or maybe you just get an additional number. Do you need to reach out to your uh, CRM company, your platform, and find out what automation offerings um, they have? So what are the three things that you really, you need to implement um, after, after being here uh, today. Since we're rushed for time, I'm not going to ask you to share these. Um, but let's talk about real quick, let's finish up by talking about knowing and tracking your KPIs. So do you have tracking in place? Uh, do you have call tracking in place? So if you're running Google ads, if you're running any kind of paid ads and you don't have call tracking in place uh, or you don't have some kind of tracking, if you're, if, you're, if you're not going after phone calls, let's say you're retail or you're selling online, do you, do you, have, do you have sales tracking in place where, and, and I'm not just talking about 
well, we know we spent 5,000 on ads and we know that we sold $9,000 worth of stuff this month. So, you know, we kind of track it that way. I'm talking, do you have tracking in place uh, with tools like CallRail or call tracking metrics that can tell you that this call, this call came directly from this Google ad campaign because inside the ad campaign, there are multiple ad groups. And so some of those ad groups, some of those ads may be terrible and they never generate any any calls, but you're still paying for them to get clicked on. And so you need to cut that off and move that budget to some of these ads in your Google ad campaign um, or your Facebook ad campaign that are actually generating phone calls. And so call tracking metrics or call rel, or there's a plethora of other tools that can tell you this call came from Facebook. This call came from organic search. This call came from my Google business profile. This call came from uh, my, my pay-per-click ads. And so I know that these 17 calls came from my ads and I spent a thousand dollars last month. And those 17 calls turned into, they're all about a thousand dollar jobs. So off that $1,000 that I spent on, on my Google ads, I made $17,000 and I can track it and I can have a report there that shows me that I did that. So if you don't have call tracking in place, what my point is, get call tracking in place. You've got to. I would not run ads. I won't run ads for anyone uh, without call tracking in place. Otherwise, I can't prove to you that it's doing anything. And you can't prove without call tracking that your ads are doing anything. You Maybe you kind of feel it. Yeah, seems like the phone's ringing more. But you can see the average cost per call generated. You've got a simple dashboard to, to measure your KPIs. You need um, and, and because what gets measured gets done. And so it's, if we're going to have these goals, we're going to set these targets, we're going to set these financial targets, um, we've got to figure out what are the steps, uh, what are we going to do, is it, what, is it going to be PPC, is it going to be Google, is it going to be Bing ads, is it going to be Facebook ads, is it going to be, um, we're just going to do organic search engine optimization, we're going to, how are we going to measure that, we've got to have, we've got to look at Google Analytics, we've got to look at our call tracking metrics, um, we've got to figure out how many phone call, how much did we spend on marketing and how many phone calls did that get us and how many of those phone calls turned in to actual jobs. And so we, we've got to have at least that data set up. And there are free tools like Google Data Studio where you can set that up. You can watch a few YouTube videos and figure out how to set that up yourself. Um, if you hire an agency, then they'll set that up for you and you'll have a dashboard that you can look at and, and, and give you a report every month and show you that stuff. But so far, we've got our clear goals. We've got some clarity around our market and our message. We've made sure that our website's optimized for conversion. And then uh, we, we're, we've established that we need to set up a simple KPI tracking dashboard. So let's talk about a few trends here, and then we are going to we are going to land this plane here. So some of the some of the trends in um, 2022. Uh, if you are a local, if you're a home service, the Google local service ads. Um, uh, are, are pretty huge. In fact, right now, and we don't know that this will stay this way, and the, the local service ads, you'll see these show up in the in the Google results as Google guaranteed, but those local service ads, those are um, pay per leads. You pay per lead. And right now, they're actually cheaper. Uh, they're, they cost less than traditional um, Google pay per click ads. And so uh, what I've seen several guys do pretty effectively, because you can turn those on and turn those off pretty quick, the local service ads. And so sometimes I see guys filling in the gaps with those local service ads. Now you've got to do, there's got to be background checks and you've got to jump through some Google hoops to get that. Um, 
but it's it's definitely worthwhile if Google, if your industry uh, qualifies for Google local service ads. Like we mentioned earlier, shift from phone conversion to message conversion. So that's where the, the chat bot is, is a good option. The, the SMS texting is, is a good option. And then uh, having that all in perspective, that, that not putting your eggs in one basket, you know, just Google ads really aren't going to do it for you. Just relying on social media is not going to just do it for you. Um, you, you there's got to be a mix of search engine optimization. So you're getting some organic leads. There's got to be some pay-per-click and some local service ads, if that's an option, and social media. So it's all working together, letting Google know, letting the people know that you are uh, on top of it. Just real quick, the Google, what are local uh, Google local services? You can see those right there. Um, those are those Google guaranteed ads. Uh, and you'll see that Google guaranteed highlighted. And, and it, that's a lot of times for plumbers, electricians, um, and, and not every uh, not every industry is allowed to do that in every area. Google's kind of rolled it out slow, but it's pretty much everywhere now um, in, in for most home service industries. Uh, you can get a uh, Google tracked number inside of your Google business profile. And um, what, what we really want to see happen here is that you are just dominating the search results, that you're showing up in the local service ads, that you're showing up in the AdWords or Google ads, you're showing up in the Google My Business results, and you're showing up in, um, you're showing up in the organic results. And so if someone comes here and they see you there, and they see you there, and they see you there, and they see you there in, in these four spots, you're taking up that much real estate on Google, then um, they're thinking, dang, I think I'm going to go with them. Uh, we're going to, if you're interested in local service, Google local services, um, like I said, you, there's an application and they're going to do some background checks. Uh, you'll pay per lead basis and somewhere between $25, $45 per lead, but those prices are going to it varies by city and industry, <clears throat> but they are right now lower cost lead per lead than uh, pay-per-click and uh, higher quality leads than from Home Advisor. We do hear that a good bit. Um, still get some price shoppers uh, and you do have to follow up quickly. If you don't follow up quickly and you don't follow up at all, Google's going to stop sending the leads to you. Um, but we are seeing, and, and the jury was out for a little bit, but uh, we're seeing a pretty solid return on the investment for most of the clients who have jumped on board. So um, you can you can go there to sign up and uh, complete your background checks and, and all that. So your plan for 2022 is to jump all over this and dominate uh, dominate with your local business. And, and um, we're going to give you this graphic here in just a second. Um, and we're going to give you this checklist, uh, this checklist.socialsphere.media.com. These are our bonuses uh, for you guys who have stayed to the end, um, we're going <clears> to, <throat> let's just hit this real quick and, and wrap things up. Here's what we covered. We've set our goals for 2022 and how many leads you're going to need to hit your targets. The three fundamentals of marketing success, we talked about that and uh, how to optimize your website for conversion. Um, the big picture of all the online marketing channels that you should be tapping into uh, to maximize your lead flow. And that, that's going back to uh, this right here. Maybe, it, maybe you need to get in on Angie's List. Maybe you need to start running some YouTube ads. Maybe Home Advisor is good for you. Um, but local service ads are potentially going to be better. Um, Facebook ads, it, it may be time to get in on the Facebook ads. It, it, it may be time to do some gift cards um, and, and put some offers out there. <clears throat> the latest trends, we talked about the latest trends, and then we talked about your custom action plan, where you are now, 
and what it is that you need to do now. What do you need to add to your website to convert, uh, to start converting? Is it the chat? Um, what, what channels are you not on that you need to get on? If you've just had all your eggs in the PPC basket, maybe it's, it's probably time to start exploring some search engine optimization. Um, and so what you could do, you can go to click on this link and that's going to get you, again, that's going to get you this graphic here. Um, that'll get you our online um, domination uh, chart there. And, and you can dig into that and kind of start with number one and work your way all the way around number eight. If you need any help with that, there, my number's on there. You can certainly uh, reach out. But I think this is something that would be worthwhile to download um, just so you can um, have that. And then we've created an online marketing checklist uh, for you that you can download. And it'll take you through paid online marketing. It'll take you through things that you need to check on social media. It'll take you through your marketing automation. Uh, well, it, it takes you through, it's a checklist for your Google Analytics, your keyword tracking, um, your website optimization. Uh, and there's so much that we think that you can do on your own without hiring someone like us to make sure that you're, that in 2022, um, that you just crush it with your online marketing. There's a lot you can do. If you watch some YouTube videos, um, you watch webinars like this <clears throat> and you take the information, take this workbook and really work through it. Um, you can, uh, you can, you can crush this, uh, and do a lot of this on your own without having to spend a dime on, on guys like me. And, um, if you did, you know, if you do want to talk to me, you can, uh, click on socialsphere.link slash discovery, or you can call me. Um, and, uh, I'm happy to consult with you, happy to talk to you about what we have to offer. Uh, and, and would love to just learn more about your business and answer any questions you have. I won't take you through a 5 million slide um, presentation or anything like that. Uh, I will just answer what questions you have. Um, but I really truly believe that if you will set those targets, if you'll set those goals and you will um, think through what we've talked about today from, with, your, with your ideal client and with, uh, use the worksheet and really figure out how many leads you need to get, how many calls you need to get, What's the average conversion rate? If you'll do that homework uh, and do that stuff, then that gets you headed in the right direction. And, and then you start figuring out what needs to happen on your website, what needs to happen on social media, what needs to happen on all of these platforms and with our messaging uh, to get to the right people so that they convert into clients. There's so much that you can do uh, on your own for free. It just takes a little bit of time carving out some time in your week to work on your business instead of in your business. And so maybe it's you carve out 30 minutes every Thursday afternoon to work on some of this. And I think you will you will start crushing the competition by leaps and bounds, um, just doing some of that on your own. I truly believe that. So again, it's 3.30, I wanna wrap this up. Thank you again so much for being here. Uh, happy Giving Tuesday. And um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks so much for sticking with us. God bless you. and. Uh, Thank you for listening. If you're looking for personalized suggestions to help grow your business through digital marketing, please email Jono at socialsphere.media.com.